Welcome to Housing Developments. I'm Jerry Howard. I'm Jim Tobin. Well, Happy New Year and a belated Merry Christmas. Uh, same to you and your family, Jim. Uh, I trust you had a great time. Uh, my family and I went to Vermont, as is our tradition, where the kids continue to demonstrate um, that they are, in fact, on the athletic upswing, while I may not be. Uh, <laughs> they, they ski rings around me to the point where I think I've about uh, uh, put my skis away for the last time. My dad always told me, if at first you don't succeed, try again. Then if you don't succeed, give it up. There's no sense in making a damn fool out of yourself. <laughs> so I think uh, I've reached that point. Yeah, that's why, you know, uh, I remember my dad telling me, remember, if you can't be an athlete, be an athletic supporter. Glad you had a great Christmas break, uh, you know, well, well deserved. But, you know, we uh, and, I, and I know you and I both received a lot of calls from our, uh, our members over the, over the break about uh, supply chain issues. And, uh, and I know we're, we're looking forward to having uh, our guest on today to talk, talk economics of not only the supply chain, but of the housing market moving forward. Yeah, and the politics of the supply chain are, are getting more and more frustrating for you, I know, and, and for me as well. Um, the fact that the, the lumber industry barely increased their production uh, this past year uh, is appalling. And to me is evidence of uh, people who are more concerned about their own individual greed than the good of the nation. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and we've really got to get something done on that. Uh, and we're going to have, uh, I think, make a big splash on the supply chain issue when we get to the IBS. Yeah, agreed. It's, it's the number one. Again, it's the number one issue. You know, supply chain is, 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 uh, is obviously a major factor. You know, doors, windows, appliances, uh, building materials. But, but lumber, once again, we're seeing a uh, almost uh, uh, unconscionable uh, increase in, in lumber prices uh, when, especially when you, you housing demand hasn't waned at all the year, it seems like the lumber industry uh, would would match our demand in order to uh, to meet supply. You know, if it weren't so sad, it would be laughable that the president this week said, uh, in reference to the production of meat in the United States, that capitalism without competition is exploitation. I wonder if he's looked at the lumber markets any time recently. Uh, it's just it, he pays attention uh, to the areas that he wants to and seems not to in the other areas. We've got to force the president and the Congress to understand that we are, and Rob can tell us, 15, 12, whatever it is, percent of GDP. And if we aren't working, nobody's working. They need to pay attention. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I like a steak just as much as the next guy. Uh, but uh, but we've got to be looking at, uh, at the bigger sectors than, uh, than just food production. Well, Jim, let's turn to our guest, a man who uh, we both know by reputation, although he's rarely around in the office because he travels so much. So a good opportunity to uh, reconnect ourselves with uh, our friend and colleague, the traveling Wilbury of NAHB, uh, Dr. Rob Dietz. Rob, welcome. Thank you very much. It's good to join you guys today. Hey Rob, there's certain there is a certain Jeff Lind quality about you, I believe. <laughs> Not George Harrison uh, or or Dylan, but definitely a Jeff Lind quality. That's right, <laughs> the, the orchestra. Yeah. Well, Rob, uh, it, it, obviously we're starting a new year. There have been some uh, interesting developments aside from the Omicron virus that have impacted the economy 
Well, why don't you start off by just telling our listeners uh, your overall forecast for, for the economy as a whole and then for housing? Yes, I I think if we look back at at 2021, we had a a fairly solid year in terms of economic growth, Uh, some significant headwinds that we can discuss. But, you know, economic growth uh, for last year, probably coming in when the final data uh, are are tallied, a 5.7% growth rate. Our expectation is that we will continue to see growth in 2022. That growth is going to slow. So we're looking at just around a a 4% GDP growth rate uh, next year. So the, the challenge I, I think here in, in, in 2022 is going to be the, the, the factor that builders have faced for quite a while, which is rising inflation pressures. Uh, certainly we've seen it in lumber, uh, we've seen it in other kinds of, of building material pricing, but in terms of the, the overall aggregates and, and looking at the inflation data, Last year, the the core PCE measure, this is the the Federal Reserve's preferred measure of inflation, it's kind of like CPI, uh, was up 4.5%. And that was ahead of the Fed's forecast. Uh, Our forecast for 2022 is that that measure is going to be at about a 3% rate. So it's going to slow somewhat, but it's above the Fed's 2% target. Now, what does that mean? It means that the Fed's going to have to tighten monetary policy. And the expectation is that for 2022, we're going to see three Fed rate hikes. So about a 75 basis point increase in the federal funds rate and probably three more in 2023. We're already beginning to see the impacts of that on the bond markets. The the 10-year Treasury rate is now above 1.7%. We saw Freddie Mac data uh, just today that indicates that the average 30-year fixed rate mortgage is right around 3.2%. That's the highest rate in about 20 months. Obviously, low, historically low interest rates have helped housing demand over the last uh, year, year and a half. And our forecast is that we expect the 30-year fixed rate mortgage to continue to rise and likely begin to approach about 3.9% by the end of the year. So on the demand side, we're going to face rising rates. And of course, as you all have discussed and NHB is working on, we've got a lot of supply side challenges, the top one being building materials uh, and the ongoing skilled labor shortage. So what does that mean, Rob? What do you, what's, what's your prediction for overall economic growth? Yeah, so for the overall economy, about a 4% growth rate for 2022. We think the the unemployment rate is going to continue to decline. Uh, That's in the kind of the plus column in terms of the economic outlook. In fact, we're likely to see about a 3.4% unemployment rate uh, by the end of 2022. And that would take us back to those really low unemployment rates that we saw at the end of the Trump administration. The Federal Reserve does want to, uh, to get there. What does that all mean then for housing? Higher interest rates, lower unemployment, solid GDP growth. Uh, The expectation is a slight gain for single family starts. Uh, We think the overall level of single family starts is gonna be above 1.1 million. Uh, That will help reduce some of that housing deficit. Not a lot, but some of it. There will be an ongoing tight inventory in the resale market that will continue to support the demand for new construction. And we're seeing declining vacancy rates and higher rents in the rental market. And that's going to support ongoing growth in the single family built for rent construction sector, as well as the multifamily sector. In fact, our expectation is that we will see greater than 6% growth in the multifamily industry. And that will likely take us to multifamily starts for 2022, approaching almost a half million uh, for the year. 
Rob, going back to the uh, the, the labor market, uh, a lot have been said in, during COVID about the, the great resignation. And I, I think there's a, the, the, the reading that just came out uh, at the beginning of January was something that over 4 million people had, ch- had changed jobs, something kind of the highest reading ever, over 4 million people. And restaurants and 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 yeah, movie theaters and you know, continue to struggle. You know they're talking about more pandemic relief potentially for some industries. But and I know that employment and workforce development is a long term drag on housing. You've been talking about that for years. What, what is the mechanism that gets us back to these kind of pre pandemic, almost what and kind of technically full employment looks like? What are the factors that get us there over this year that you see? Yeah, I, I think we need to be thinking about short run, which is this year, and then as well as long run. So in the short run, it's it's getting back to normal. It's it's learning to live with the virus. We, we've got to keep the schools open, for example. That will help support the labor force participation rate, bring more people into the industry looking for jobs. Uh, but, but the challenge is, is, is a big one. We, we think we need to add about 740,000 construction workers a year. Uh, that's to account for both industry growth and then in a larger sense, retirements from the industry, because we know we've got an, an aging workforce. Ultimately, uh, it's going to require efforts by local associations, state associations, NAHB, HBI, other players in the industry to kind of recruit people into the sector. And then from the economics, it's, it's about wage growth in the sector that will attract workers, but that wage growth can only occur when we get productivity gains. And so when we're thinking about 2022 and 2023, I think the next two years are really going to see an uptick in productivity in the sector. In other words, these are going to be years of housing innovation. And you know whether it's at IBS or, or local shows, I think you're going to begin to see products and, 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 and techniques that will highlight the ability to increase home uh, productivity in the home building and remodeling sectors. And that will be a way the out of the skilled labor shortage. Rob, I think you hit the nail right on the head with that. I mean, uh, nature abhors a vacuum. There's a vacuum in the labor market that it has just hasn't been filled. And despite the best efforts of NAHB and our local associations, along with HBI, uh, it, it, there is still a major problem. Um, immigration could help solve it, but the real key, as you say, is technology. Uh, and uh, you point out that the next couple of years are going to give entrepreneurs a, a, a real chance uh, to bring technology into the housing sector. And ironically, or maybe not so ironically, uh, to that end, the IBS has created the, the new product zone uh, where we're encouraging uh, young startup companies uh, with technology that'll increase construction productivity to come to the show uh, and show off their product and get them into the mainstream market. I think that's really the key to getting out of this. I, I, I completely agree with you. But I want to switch for a second. Uh, everything that you've said, uh, to me, just keeps adding um, uh, straw to the camel's back after straw to the camel's back on the issue of affordability. Uh, that is getting worse and worse, and nothing you're telling me makes me feel any better. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I think that's going to be the big headwind uh, in the housing sector. We're going to see declining housing affordability, and we track it on a quarterly basis through the NAHB Wells Fargo uh, Housing Opportunity Index. That index is currently a level of 57, uh, basically means about 57% of new and existing home sales are affordable. 
for a family right in the middle of the income distribution. And that's the lowest reading we've seen in just about a decade. And unfortunately, the expectation with higher construction costs, pushing up prices and rents, uh, as well as higher interest rates, that affordability metric is likely to continue to decline because we're, we're not expecting above trend income growth, which would be the factor that would offset that. So from a, from a policy perspective, thinking about you know, what we all do here in, in Washington, DC, we need to be focusing on fighting inflation and reducing costs. And of course, in the housing industry, we know the reduction in costs is about uh, you know, trying to find ways to bring down the price of lumber, increasing the supply of appliances and other kinds of building materials, making sure the transportation network that, that delivers those supplies to work sites across the country is operating efficiently. Those are the mis- most efficient ways to both fight inflation and protect housing affordability. Rob, talk to us a little bit about, you mentioned interest rates, Uh, the the Fed's going to start moving interest rates up uh, to combat inflation. Uh, You thought maybe we get the mortgage rates uh, about 4% by the end of the year. Talk about, uh, as an industry that is uh, interest rate sensitive, talk about what you see and whether or not that, does that tend to pull the market? Is that going, we saw that in what, three years ago now over that summer rate increase really froze the, the recovery in housing. Uh, for for a couple of quarters, tell tell me tell me what you think uh, you know four percent interest rates look like and where we go from there. I, I think that's right. So if you're thinking about from you know as a builder, your your kind of your your prior business experience. Think back to 2018. Think back to 2013. In 2013, we had the taper tantrum. Uh, that was when the Federal Reserve pulled back purchases of, of bonds and, and the bond market went crazy. Uh, you know, we saw a quick jump of about 80 basis points in interest rates. Uh, 2018 is probably the better uh, simulation here. And as you mentioned, that was when the Federal Reserve increased rates. And as we discussed at the time, they were moving too quickly and they had to pull back in 2019 uh, some of that tightening. But nonetheless, if you want to look at how your business fares in a rate tightening environment, Take a look at that second half of 2018. That's when mortgage interest rates approached 5%. And as you mentioned, our forecast has mortgage interest rates approaching 4% by the end of the year. And we think that's a, roughly a comparable rise because of the fact that home prices right now are 20 to 30% higher. So for that, for that marginal buyer, that first-time prospective buyer, while 4% interest rate doesn't sound like a lot compared to the early 90s, or let alone the early 80s, for that, that buyer today and given today's home prices, it really is enough to push out some of uh, the, the, the housing demand. The good news is housing demand remains fairly strong. The demographics are in our favor and the, the inventory of resale homes, in other words, the existing home inventory is less than a three month supply. It's historically low. And the, the only alternative really is new construction, but there is that kind of push and pull with respect to housing affordability. And I'm afraid that in 2022, we are gonna see some of these younger, higher loan to value buyers priced out of the market. And again, it just reemphasizes the, the, the importance of working on, on policy items that try to find ways to prevent higher construction costs. Yeah, you know, Rob, maybe maybe one, 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 one last question, get crystal ball, the, the supply chain. I mean, that's the one thing um, that we all heard from our members over, over the Christmas break, uh, about the supply chain concerns, it stretched uh, its its windows, its doors, its appliances, all that you know. Lumber, obviously, those prices are creeping up. Any relief in sight? Do you think the supply chain 
uh, eases somewhat over this year, or does it ease a lot by, over the year? Well, we, we still have prices going up. So as a kind of an aggregate measure of that, the, the producer price index, which is the, the business side measure of inflation, in 2021, we think the PPI will be up an incredible 13%. Uh, and, and within that index, of course, you have, you know, uh, prices of commodities that move a lot faster than that, including uh, lumber. Our forecast for 2022 is that the growth rate will ease, but it'll still be at a 6% rate, which is orders of magnitude higher than what we've seen years prior. So some easing, but, you know, it, it, it's going to take a lot of policy work on some of these individual items, you know, whether it's, it's port activities in terms of unloading products faster, uh, making sure there's enough truck drivers and trucking regulations are in place so that industry can operate. And then within lumber, you know, let's not put taxes, that is tariffs, on the lumber market. Uh, that's just taxing ourselves. It's increasing the cost of softwood lumber, and it's contributing to inflation through higher rents and higher home prices. Well, that's, uh, I, I guess, uh... It, it not not it, I guess bad, not not as bad news I guess maybe that's not the way to say it. <laughs> Rob, what what's your uh, before we let you go? Your last piece of advice to builders uh, as they get ready to uh, go full bore into the new year. Well, how do you uh, how do you advise them to to conduct their business? Yeah, I, I think the, the the readings of builder sentiment are strong. So builders across the country are fairly confident uh, about the sector. I think you need to be somewhat cautious about those higher interest rates, particularly if you serve a market segment that has a lot of younger home buyers, uh, because it's it's those kind of buyers when they see interest rates move from today's three point two to closer to four percent in a thirty year fixed rate mortgage, who may say, you know what, my monthly payment is now too high. And I'm going to pull back my demand, maybe rent a little bit longer. So if you're in the entry level space, there's a lot of demographic potential for growth, but you want to be in a market where you can, you know, control your construction costs. You're not going to face a lot of high regulatory costs. And you got to be aware that those buyers are going to be a little more mobile, a little more sensitive to higher interest rates. But overall, I think we got to keep the, the big picture in mind. We continue to face a housing deficit of at least a million homes in the United States. The multifamily market is going to be strong because vacancy rates continue to fall. And in fact, in our forecast, the strongest market we've got is the remodeling sector. Uh, remodeling is going to be up more than 6% here in 2022. We've got an aging housing stock. There's growth in teardown construction. And just about every kind of buyer and renter is looking for more space. So, you know, watch your construction costs. Be careful with those younger buyers and renters. And of course, be active in your local state associations to make sure your voice is heard on all the policy issues that we discussed today. And let me add, come to IBS, where you'll hear all the latest and greatest, uh, not only building products and materials, but the education sessions will help you uh, be able to compete with your, uh, with, with your fellow builders on an even playing field. So thanks again, Rob. We're, we're really pleased to have you with us and uh, uh, really proud of the work that you and your team are doing on behalf of our, our members. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, guys. Hey, congratulations. We are no longer a, uh, a floating entity. Uh, <laughs> I, I know from our brethren in, 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 the, in the blog and in the podcast universe, uh, getting sponsored is certainly a sign of acceptance and uh, I'm, uh, I'm very proud that we, we now have a sponsor, Wells Fargo, which uh, as an organization, not only does so much for our builders in the field, uh, but for NAHB is one of our 
uh, stalwarts in terms of being there for us. And we welcome them to the sponsorship of this podcast. Thank them for everything they do and, and encourage our listeners to seriously consider Wells Fargo uh, as, as part of your financing packages. Uh, welcome, Wells Fargo, and thanks again. To our listeners, uh, we will speak to you again soon. In the meantime, take care and, uh, and, and, uh, and farewell. I hope to see you all at IBS.